take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And now... Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. So, brother, I want to test your childhood memories a little bit. Can you... Okay. Tell us the Konami code from memory. Do you still have the yeah. Konami code rattling around in your brain? Yeah. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. Ding, ding, ding. But you know what else that was? It wasn't just a test what? of your childhood memories and how embedded it was in our in our consciousness as a, as a collective generation. It was really to see if you had any friends growing up. Because <laughs> what you? Because if somebody were to ask me, what's the Konami code? I would say up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B A select start. Because oh. always go with that player two, brother. Because we're talking you know, about Contra, one of the best, if not the best, two-player NES game of all time. It it I it not maybe it is it has to be. I, I want everybody listening to know I did have friends and friends beyond just you. Oh. However, um, you know, being not being around friends and having still played this game, I have to now do the single code. So it's kind of been embedded into me as an adult, yeah. who still plays the game to skip the select gotcha. and go straight to start. When I- so we're both right. Or both wrong, when it, depending on how you look at it's it. It's just it's just a test to see. That's how you can test with all your friends to see if they had friends growing up. If they say select, it's like embedded in them. I when I play it now because it's on PS4 and PS5. When I play it now, mm-hmm. I always hit select, which is weird because it's like the options button or the little touchpad thingy. It's like, but it's oh, just yeah. ingrained in me. Select start because I never played this alone. I I. I never owned it. I always went over to friends' house houses to play it. I, I never really? owned a copy of this game because everybody else had it, and it was not fun to play alone. It's a two-player game, period, point blank. So, well, jumping ahead a little bit, um, I had the Game Boy version. Oh, so dude, Operation I played that C. alone. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. I played that alone a lot, and it was dope, yeah. other than it was black and white. But it was still sick as hell. As far as Game Boy games go, as far as Game Boy conversions, dude, it was great. It was one of the best Game Boy games ever, and so faithful to the original. It, it was it was a new yep. game. It was like part three of the series. It's actually yep. after Super C, and and for NES, the, the follow-up. So, yeah, dude, that game was awesome. But you know what's you're crazy about it? It's only, uh, yeah. I think you only get six or seven lives when you enter that code on the Game Boy. Version. What? That that was it? Because it's it's and pretty if, easy. Honestly, it's pretty easy. I was going to say, to think I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I beat it no problem number of times. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> on the Konami code, I think what's amazing is that this, the guy who created this, who recently passed away, sadly, 
He literally went on record in 2003 talking about how he couldn't beat the game and he was like a producer on it. Mm -hmm. He created the cheat code mm -hmm. so he could beat the game. Yeah. Like, how genius is that? And then when they're like, well, why did you come up with it? He goes, I needed something I could remember. Like, <laughs> And it's, it's one of those games. You see it on T-shirts. You see those codes on T-shirts. You say up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start or select start. To anyone our age range, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. But what what T-shirt is more prevalent? As you said, there's two options. It kind, it kind of dawned on me. Which shirt was more popular? Did more people have friends or did more people not have <laughs> I don't friends? think it has the select button on, on the shirt. I think it just goes straight it's to start. So <laughs> Straight to start. Probably because the guy who created the code was playing it alone and needed to figure out how to get through it. And, and the but I mean, yeah. that's an epic story, though. The, I mean, to, to think of how that came about. And it actually, uh, he actually invented it for a game called Gradius, which was just a couple yep. of years before this. And uh, an awesome space shooting game. But it was so hard. And he was the game tester and designer. He couldn't, he needed, he needed a <laughs> cheat code. So he came up with it for Gradius. And then it was kind of almost an Easter egg for, for Contra. But thank God, because, yep. dude, there's no way you and I or any of my friends could have beat it without the code. Because I think there's only two continues on NES. Three lives, two continues. There's no Three way lives. you're getting through those yeah. eight stages without it, unless you're a super gamer. No, no, you just, you just can't. I was watching some gameplay the other day, and they make it look so easy, but it's not that easy. No, it's not. Like, I'm watching these people. I'm like... They make it, they're like barely trying and they're getting through every level, no problem. But that's, that's not the reality. Like we spent so much time trying to beat this game. Was this the first game you and I ever beat together? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure. I it think is. it is. And, and, and you owned it, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Of course, you you had. Of course, I did. I assume you were the Super Nintendo guy. <laughs> I was the NES guy. I mean, there's there's a story behind it. It was set in the year two thousand six hundred thirty something. Did you know that? And it was like I I, well, I did only in doing research of the show. <laughs> this wasn't only different names for the game. Mm -hmm. It was not only different locations. It was different centuries, bro. <laughs> I mean, it went from, you know, the distant future of 2633 set in New Zealand to present day Amazon jungle, completely ripping off Predator. Oh, by yeah. The way. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's just a complete <laughs> Predator ripoff entirely. Yes. This, this movie, <laughs> the, this, this, this game was so great because it ripped off two of the best things ever, not just of the 80s, ever. Aliens, James Cameron's Aliens, 1986. And then yep. Predator, 1988. And sandwiched in between the two was Contra, which ripped them both off. Like, they didn't even try. <laughs> I mean, they the cover of the game basically has Arnie from the Predator poster. And it's, 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 I, they ripped off two of the best things. You see the face huggers. You see the xenomorphs. <laughs> you fight giant xenomorphs in this game. Isn't isn't the the final boss is basically a, a queen alien and all through, yeah all hundred percent you're running through the jungle like the guys in, in Predator it 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 ripped off two of the best things unashamedly unabashedly and I love it for it.
This game was. But who so was great. the guy who designed it? I, I I'm trying to find the guy. Was it was it Alan Schaefer? Now who's the guy who who created this? I would assume I, I, it was I, a Japanese fellow. It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. That's what's fascinating about this. The the the. I think it was some European guy who was who was hired to do the American NES cover. And he literally oh. was like aliens and and in space. And you there. mean not the game, so but he, like the theme and the no the theme yeah. for the cover. What sold it? The marketing material completely dumbed it down. And it was a European fellow, I believe, who who uh, uh, created that and basically was like, yeah, we we literally went on record going. So when they pitched the game, my in his head he goes, so you mean. Predator meets aliens. This is a complete ripoff. So then he just delivered that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was a little bit of Rambo thrown in because the other yeah. guy is clearly Sylvester Stallone on the box and he's got the headband and he's, and he's got the dark hair and Rambo also <laughs> like Rambo three, I think would have come out around that time. And, and this was everything a young boy wanted in a video game. This it, it was fast. Yeah, it was hard, but yet it was still left Fair. to right before the days of 3D. Yeah, and it gave you a chance with the extra lives. Two players. I mean, this is everything you wanted in a game. Everything, and the music was great. Oh my god, the music was great. The music is is iconic, and the the, the music is just so well done and fits the mood so perfectly. <laughs> that I can't I imagine this game. I mean, this this would still be a great game with crappy music, but it just with that extra layer, especially level one music and the boss themes, uh, just take it to this whole new level of a of a memorable game you'll never forget. Every everything about this game was was spot on for what it needed to be for boys in the eighties. One hundred percent. It's it's a hard game. I think it's been it's on some of the hardest games of all time list. I don't put it that look. This is nothing compared to Ninja Gaiden. This is nothing compared to Battletoads. <laughs> no. There were much much harder NES games out there. This game was tough and very tough, but it was fair. I felt like it wasn't cheap tough. Yeah, sometimes a guy would come up behind you and backstab you. We call them backstabbers. Or suddenly, well, like yeah, but you had one. But that, they did bullet. that the whole way through, right? You had to expect it. That's part of the game. That's not cheap. Yeah, you, you weren't suddenly at level, you know, seven when you're almost done, six or seven, and then all of a sudden a guy comes up behind you. When did that happen? Right. They're not. They're not throwing curveballs at you. No, you know, no, no, no. they're setting you up to be a consistent gameplay. And, and some of the, some of the, like the the factory level when the uh, claws are coming down on you and the spiked walls are popping out at you you get some lag there because the nes had only so much processing power that it would (laughs) slow down and suddenly your jumps would get laggy and your bullets would slow down and everything on the screen would slow down that's i mean that's a programming limitation that's not really cheap but that's that's like where i would consider the difficulty not really fair but this is like a fair tough game this isn't just impossible to beat you can beat it if you if you get good, as the kids say, get good, G I T G U D, get good. <laughs> who, who who's saying that? Oh, people on internet <laughs> forums. <laughs> 
Alan, in 15 seconds, what is Nice Games Club? It's our game dev podcast. Steven, help! Game mechanics, accessibility, art and animation, level design, prototyping. Everything that goes into making video games. How's that, Mark? Nice. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get your podcasts or at nicegames.club. What's that? Majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port. Why, it's the brand new HyperX Armada monitors, mounts, and arms. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the Full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27 with an 165Hz refresh rate. Set sale for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display armada. Video Death Loop is a show where we watch a short clip on loop until one or both of us can't take it anymore. Each week, one of us picks out a video the other does not know about to their dismay. Video game cutscenes, TV show openings, music videos, and occasional horse videos are just some of the clips we've ran and we're five seasons in. Check us out every Friday. The name had, had escaped me, but Bob Wakeland um, did the art. He was a British guy, a British artist, very famous who did the artwork and the promotional material and the new cover. He only used the alien background from the original to make that material that goes out. So think about this. You have different locations, different names, different branding, entirely different promotional material around the game tailored to the various places around the world, and then put it on seven different platforms. It's amazing that this game not only had success out of the gate because they figured out how to repurpose it to fit in so many different cultures, mm -hmm. but then continue to make more games that expanded and made it better. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. Ch -ch 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 Smart point. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> It's, it's been, been a couple a episodes. <laughs> it's interesting when you start going down the, you know, the the promotional marketing rabbit hole of a, of just a dope game that you've loved for so long to find out just how many people all over the world were behind something that you just loved as a kid growing up. You know, this game doesn't have the same impact if they don't if Bob doesn't come on and do the artwork, for mm -hmm. example, the promotion material, but then they were doing the European version and needing to make it different by calling it geyser or whatever. <laughs> well, and not just so, that in yeah. Germany, they had laws that, uh, because you know, this was after world war two and we're still mm -hmm. fresh out of the world war two, only, you know, 30, 40 years removed. They had a law that said humans couldn't kill humans on in video games. So, they not only retitled really? it, but they had to make all the characters robots. Which is funny because they are alien robots, but they look like well, humans. Yeah, they are aliens. But they, <laughs> like they're they're not humans yeah, in the game now. <laughs> I know, but they look like humanoids. And 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 you know what's funny? I I played this game before I knew about the Konami code, before I got far into it, before I got to the levels where the aliens start popping out and it's obvious that they're aliens. I thought there yeah. were people. I mean, I thought this was like Rambo or or, or Commando because they look like little guys and they they pop out and they shoot guns and they 
How about the guys that are hopping around in the base levels? There's the guys like that doing jumping jacks, like like ridiculous dance moves. Like, what are you doing, man? Shoot! Shoot your gun! Don't dance around right in front of the thing that I'm shooting. But yeah, so so in Germany they not just retitled it and all that, but they literally replaced the characters with robots. Because in Germany see, it's that's, too violent. See, how do you play that game? See, again, I'm I would be so fascinated. It'd be so fascinating to play these other games. I'm so happy to hear you can play the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. But like, where's that version? And, and, where's that export? And the Japanese version has a cool some cool differences, like the snow level, you know, the, the stone yeah. snow level about halfway through. That actually has snow in it. Like it's snowing on you in the Japanese version. So well, that's because it's a dis- it's a distant it's a distant future of 2633. I don't know how that's <laughs> distant. But it's a distant future in New Zealand and there's snow in New Zealand. But in the Amazon jungle, I I'm I'm imagining they removed the snow. <laughs> yes. Uh you know they there there's a I, I I don't know how much like lore there is. I don't know how much of a backstory, how much canonical work goes into the story <laughs> behind Contra. I did not go that far with my research, but they do have names. The two characters have names. Yeah. Yeah. Bill and Lance. Bill and Lance. <laughs> Bill Riser and Lance Bean. And you know Bean, that had to come from Sean Bean. There's there's it yeah. had to be. And and uh, Bill Riser and 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 you know they're CIA operatives. Or, or whatever. I'd be interested to know, is there a whole bunch of like extended universe literature out there? Is there a comic book? Is there a TV series? Is there a novelization? Like how far does this go? Or is it all canonically within the games themselves? Um, because in the U S version, we just got two guys running around shirtless in a jungle and going up the waterfall and going through bases and stuff. But I would really am serious to know if there's like this whole, lore behind it there is there actually (laughs) is a contra the comic book nice it's an official comic book published in oh two wow uh (laughs) and it's it's supposedly official that's 15 years after it came out that's awesome that's amazing yeah well you know you know after there was so many years of again if you're gonna have back to back to back great games that do really well it's only a matter of time I'm surprised there hasn't been a, a, a well, a I was movie? about to say a movie version of this, but I just realized <laughs> we would just be making Predator vs. Alien. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or with humans in it, like Predator vs. Alien. Yeah. Gameplay-wise, some things I really loved about it. I love the ability to jump and shoot. I thought that was so cool that your guys do this cool flipping animation. But while you're doing that, you can sum- either flipping end over end in a little bowl, but somehow can still fire their machine gun. That was cool. The, the physics of the game is great. The jumping mechanic, it felt, it felt like sticky, like you stuck. Unlike some games where you feel like, I made that jump and that was cheap. Like Castlevania comes to mind. Like how precise yes. you had to be in Castlevania, especially like the Game Boy version. You had to get to the very, very, very end pixel and then make the jump. And if you went too far, you fell into the pit. And yeah. if you jump too early, you would make you would make it. So I thought the, the the jumping physics were fantastic. The ability to shoot diagonally, I think, was a fairly uh, newish concept of being able to use the up and right, up and left, down and left, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, there 
as late as 2017, bro, live action Contra movie and TV series announced by Konami. They were making plans to actually do the live action version <laughs> as late as 2017, and the <sighs> video's been removed, and I'm, I'm assuming it I obviously didn't go anywhere. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone in 1988 do this movie. Wait, you want them to be 90 and no, like in 90, alien in 88, ass? I want my time machine. Take a time machine back to before the world went to hell <laughs> and create the ultimate. Forget about the replaceables or what is it? The uh, replacements. Uh, expendables. 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 <laughs> yeah. Forget about that. I like replaceables. <laughs> I like replaceables because they basically are at this point. 1988, 89. I want to see <laughs> Arnie and Stallone be these two characters. And yeah. I mean, who would you cast today? I mean, who would you cast today no to idea. play to play these? Who has the muscles big enough? No, to, they would they would, do it, what, it would be today it would be the rock and Vin Diesel. Or Vin something. Diesel. It'd be yeah, the, Vin Diesel and the Rock. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's it what it would be. <laughs> what was your favorite weapon? Oh, the spray the spray machine gun. That's I mean, the only that just, answer. That whole that's the only answer. I mean, like every time you saw the little floating, what looked like football yes. <laughs> coming across the top and shooting that, it was like, that was the happiest moment the of, of the moment. When you saw an S. As soon as you saw the S, you were like, you knew it was going to be a great, at least couple minutes before you died. <laughs> before you died and, died and, and lost your it. next live. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the- and then lost it. And then you were back. To- and every time you go back to the base gun, the one little pow. Oh, pow, man. With a little white bullet. That's rough. There's nothing worse than that. Oh, that was, that was so rough. I, 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 The spread, of course, was the best. It was just overpowered and, and awesome. The machine gun was fun. I enjoyed the machine gun because it was a machine gun. Agreed. And you could just hold the button down. And so it gave you a break from the just mashing all the time. The mashing the button constantly, like yeah. I like the laser, but the laser was it was no. it, it's hard for me to figure out because you can't mash on the laser. If you mash on the laser, it won't actually fire. You have to basically hold it out down. And speaking of of terrible, the fire one was the worst. The fireball one that had like the spinning fireballs, just crap. Didn't have much terrible. power to it. But the terrible, laser but had I the most say, power th- in, of any weapon. I, but what's funny is I hated the laser. Why? Because I think I, I hated the laser the most. Yeah, because you can't mash. I mean, come on. We've talked about this. I just need to hit buttons. Yeah. I need to just hit buttons today. Yeah. Explore. Get lost in my surroundings. No, I have a little bit of time and I want to kill as many things as possible. Everybody just just remember what it was like to be a young boy after school, young girl or boy after school, uh, playing it uh, before you had to do homework, um, after, you know, at the babysitter's house on a Saturday morning after watching cartoons and wrestling. Just that that experience of sitting on the floor in your playroom. You know, there was that you know, the front room of your home uh, yep. where the game room was, the kids room before it became the fancy room that no talk one could room. go into the talk room yeah no we need to have yeah talk, no Chad. it was yeah it went from the playroom you could do whatever the hell you wanted to to you knew you were in trouble if you got invited to that room yes like, what a what a horrible way to flip that take all your childhood dreams and now turn that room into the talk room and then then it was in our unfinished basements this was a thing for kids in the midwest 
you know, before you had a finished basement, you just your parents just like put a TV down in the basement, hook up a Nintendo, and you're like, "Have fun, kids!" With <laughs> around all these cinder blocks and spider webs. Yeah, we and had it. We beans. had like the the slab of remnant carpet, just yeah. kind of like <laughs> casually tossed in one little corner yes. of the basement, and that's where we would blow on the cartridges, stick it in, 13 inch hit screens. the power button on that little tiny, yeah, 13 to 20 inch whatever screen. Yep, with the on brown the, on, the on the TV, the brown yep. frame and the one speaker, the mono speaker and the you yeah, having cords so you got to sit close or, you know, close enough. No chairs, always on the floor looking up Ruining our eyesight, ruining ruining our eyesight and our necks by craning them at the screen, and just you know the teamwork. The hey, I've got a I've got a power up, so you get that one. You know, yep. How, how about this contra? You run out of lives, your friend can take them. Like mm -hmm. it, you know, you can use one of my lives to get back in the game. You sh literally sharing your lives with people. Sharing you power. You got ups. to work together. Working you worked on, you together. You watch the back. You watch for backstabbers running on the screen. Okay, we're now at the boss. You you focus on damaging the boss. I'll take care of the little guys running around. You know. Yes. This this is what it meant to be a kid in the eighties, running around pretending to be Schwarzenegger and Stallone, shirtless, muscle ripped, running around with doing flips and shooting. All sweaty in the jungle, killing aliens, and this. I I tried to play it this weekend, and it just doesn't have the same feel alone, man. I wanted to play it with you. I want to play this game with someone, and and as James Roloff, the angry video game nerd, says, think about maybe somebody who's not here anymore, your parents or your grandma watching you play, your 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 your. Your, your friend who you don't keep in contact with anymore. And, and, and just for a minute, when you hone in on those memories, you can, you know, revive that. They're, they're alive in your memory. They're alive again. Your childhood is, is, is alive and in the present moment. That's what uh, Contra is all about. That's what it meant to be a kid in the 80s. I didn't know I was going to be sent off this episode almost in tears because that's an amazing sentiment, man. I, you know, we have the Chad Smart Point sound effect. Maybe we need to have an Adam heartfelt moment sound effect. Yes, let's get on that. 